0: organic advertising versus paid advertising. This is gonna be one of those rooms that I'm gonna be really deep into. And I'm so excited that we're gonna be talking about this. So, welcome, 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 welcome to the Marketing Club. I am your host, Favor Obasa Ike, and I'm so delighted thrilled, honored, blessed, and excited to be here with you today. This is going to be a very exciting, very exciting conversation. So if you are ping your friends into the room, we're going to get started very soon, and it's going to be a very, very nice very nice topic. I've been thinking about this topic for a minute and I'm so excited to bring this because, um, just a quick backstory we had a podcast episode recording yesterday. Um, I, I run a podcast show called We Don't Play. So if you go to We Don't Play or listen to We Don't Play Podcast on your favorite podcast platform, I had an episode recorded, it's not out yet, but we had an episode released um, earlier this week. And it was about SEO versus PPC, and what is PPC? PPC is pay per click, and SEO is search engine optimization. So I had an amazing friend who was joining me on the podcast all the way from Canada, and we had a really good, like, really good study. She went deep into it, so I can't wait for that episode to be released. So I was like, you know what? Let me come on Clubhouse and hear what people are thinking. You know what's going on, just to check the temperature of the room. So that's why I wanted to do this room today and really make sure that we can hit home and touch all those topics as well. So I'm excited to be here. And it's good to see you, Celeste. Good morning. How are you?
1: Sorry, I was stuck trying to um share the room. I'll go back. But hey, I am good. I've been... um up super early and i have discovered that y'all east coast people love to be up early doing great rooms so this works out (laughs) (laughs) you say east coast rooms are
0: you pacific or central
1: i am pacific i'm on the west coast
0: oh man oh man okay Okay, don't worry. We, we'll we make some room for you so that you're not up too, too early. <laughs> but I'm glad we're getting you off on a good start of the day. So I'm excited that you're here with us today.
1: Yes. And okay, I heard you talk about this podcast. When is it airing? Because I definitely want to check that one out.
0: That podcast, um, usually uh, my podcast, whenever it's recorded, it's out three months after. But this one, I might push it back forward a little bit because a lot of people need to hear what she talked about. And it was like those kind of mind-blowing statements. Like every time she she just dropped the mic every time she picked it up. So I'm I'm excited about the episode. So I'm thinking I may, I may drop it next month. I may drop it next month for sure because we have episodes that are ready for the rest of the year. Like we have a recording this week. We have a recording next week all through the month so anytime we release a podcast episode it's not because it was recorded the day before because we already have scheduled podcasts out there so i'll definitely let you know when it's out i'll send you a personal message and i'll be like celeste this is for you (laughs) good check it out
1: (laughs) okay can't wait but yeah three months mm -mm. give me one give me one
0: we'll make it one for sure we will definitely for those joining us um you're just listening to room um welcome welcome to the marketing club welcome to this room feel free to share this room with your friends feel free to connect with people you know look to your left right up down and see who you've never connected with before because clubhouse is a place where connections are made and connections are grown so feel free to feel comfortable And also, you know, leave a message in the room chat if you have any questions so we can be able to help you. And I'm going to be using this room chat a lot. And for those who are listening as well, before you leave the room, feel free to connect with me. This is my digital business card that's connected to this room. So if you tap on connect, you can find everything that you're looking for. You can also find my Calendly. You can find everything that you're really looking for if you want to stay connected to me. And um, feel free to do so and exchange your contacts with me so we can stay connected. So... Into the discussion for today, organic versus paid advertising. Now, I want to do a quick poll in the room just to know where we are before we get started with this topic, because I know it's going to get a little heated. So I want to make sure that we're checking the temperature real quick. So put a one in the chat if you think organic is better, and then put a two in the chat if you think paid is better. So put a one in the chat. The chat is open. Put a one in the chat if, oh damn, Um, Celeste already is going with the emojis and the gifts. Okay, put a one in the chat (laughs) if you're going for organic advertising and put a two in the chat if you are going for paid advertising. So I'm about to check the room chat. Oh, wow. Damn, this is going to be hard. (laughs) Oh, This is going to be hard. Okay, I see a lot of ones. I see a lot of both. (laughs) I see, oh man, okay, one, 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 two. Oh man, depends. Yeah, that word depends is very interesting. I always hear it and I'm like, yeah, it depends. (laughs) Okay, so both people are saying both. Okay, so you're right. Everybody who has answered this question is right. It can either be one or two or both, but we're going to break it down and see which one is better and why. So... I'm going to start off with you, Celeste. Tell me why you chose one. And I know a lot of people are still typing in both or one. So I I, I have my own, and I'm about to say it after you say it. So I'll let you go first.
1: <laughs> well, first of all, I want to give a shout out to everybody in the room who put depends in both. Because while you were speaking, I was like, mm, I guess that's true. Um, So, (laughs) this is the hard part. I'm going to be completely transparent. So, myself, uh, I'm not going to explain my long story. Uh, Me and Favor, we do have a podcast episode together where you can check it out and hear the long story. (laughs) I'd encourage y'all to um, go listen to it. But I've never paid for advertising, um, especially not when it comes to Google. So, it's hard for me to say, like, oh paid is better. I've never had that experience, but I have had crazy success with, I mean, you already know favor, but for anybody that doesn't know, I've been found by clients like Disney, like I literally worked on a whole Disney movie and they found me on Google. I did not pay for that. Uh, I did a T-Mobile commercial. I've worked with Nike. I've worked with the blaze. Well, the blazers, they didn't find me on Google, but um, let's see, Nike did T-Mobile, Hulu. I worked on a Netflix project and I promise you all these people, they found me on Google I did not pay for that traffic. So, it's hard for me to say like paid is better when i personally don't have that experience if that makes sense i know other people have had the opposite experience so i definitely i appreciate everyone that puts the pins uh that definitely made me think and um so yeah i love that
0: okay okay i'm gonna go with organic too i know you guys are like yeah he's gonna go with organic i'll go with one and Definitely, I would say both, for sure. I can't ignore paid because that is something that a lot of people do, but they don't do it effectively. And one is also not done as effectively. So let me read some comments because I see some people wrote more than one and two. Um, Elfego said both as well. Um, Bridget said both depends on objective. That's true. Um, Jerome says two, depending on strategy um most said i'd say each has a purpose depends on the objective and strategy coach tamika says both but organic is a must after organic you can do paid that's true charles says they're completely different you can't objectively say which one um say one is better than the other you are comparing apples to oranges <laughs> so true
1: can i ask you so that... a quick question favor yeah I know I'm up here are we inviting people up to speak on this oh topic. yeah the, the room
0: is open guys feel free this is not just me and Celeste so if you have anything that you want to say that is really touching please raise your hand Bring come up on stage I don't know if you guys are able to speak so I don't want to just keep inviting you and get a no I don't like being told no but no is also a good answer sometimes but you know you have to respect the room too so if anyone has any questions feel free to jump on stage and let's talk about it and I see Charles is here so so, this is Yeah, gonna really be quick. Heated. I was going to say
1: Charles, I'm glad you're here, but El, El Fago, you definitely get your butt up here. Don't be calling me out in the chat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, El Fago, you got to come up here and support your, your comments, you know. Don't just be putting in the chat for sure because Celeste will definitely give you some competition. So I just love the conversation because it's going to be very heated today. So let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Hey, Charles, what's good? Good morning.
2: Well, good morning. Good morning. And I definitely had to come up and defend my comment because I knew Celeste would give me a hard time if I didn't. So, um, but I mean, for me, it is, I, I really don't think you can com- say one is better than the other. Um, what I have seen, because it is comparing apples to oranges, I think both are important in their own regard. Um, and you have to look at it objectively. And you, People can say, oh, well, organic doesn't work for me. Well, why? It just doesn't. I haven't had success with it. I've paid for people to help me with my SEO, create content, you know, do this, do that. I've done all the how-tos, read all the white papers, and I just don't get success. But I have success with ads. And then on the other side of the coin, you'll have the same exact story. You know, well, ads don't work for me. Well, why not? Well, I've hired ad agencies they weren't able to produce anything. I tried it on my own, read all the white papers, took all the advice. It just never worked. So you're going to hear the story from both sides. Um, And that's why I say you can't look at it objectively. Um, I've seen brands that, you know, have ran social media ads and absolutely killed it. You go to their Facebook page, there's nothing on it. You go to their Instagram, there's nothing they have no seo no organic content they're simply running ads and they're killing it um and in the same regard i see people that don't run ads that are killing it on organic i just think each one has its place um and you have to find what works best for you and your budget and the stage that your business is in um you know not everybody can afford ads if you're only going to put one ad and I see this a lot. People will say, Oh, I tried ads. Oh, okay. Well, what'd you do? Well, I I put up an ad and you know, I I set my monthly budget to $50. Okay. Well, no wonder you didn't get any results. Of course you didn't. You you probably got a handful, but there's a lot more to it. Uh, just like there is with SEO. Um, you know, I don't profess myself to be an SEO expert by any means, Um, you know, because there's lots of layers to it. It's the same thing with advertising. Um, so when it comes to marketing, organic content and advertising paid content, um, I really do think it's apples to oranges. Each one has their own place. Um, and each one fits a different business model, uh, differently. So I think it all is based on what your, how your business is structured, what your ultimate goal is and your objective and, um, ultimately what, what your budget is. So this is about to get very heated.
0: (laughs) I can feel it because I love what you said, Charles, about, you know, making sure that you're not expanding or going too far beyond your budget or what you, your business can do. Because you are right, there are people who depend on ads literally every day. There are people who are running ads right now, and they're running they've been running ads all year, and that's what's making them money because they know that those are benchmarks they have to attain. I'm also thinking about the businesses that don't have those budgets for those type of campaigns. What do they do most times they they go into social media advertising which is completely different from organic and paid advertising. And that is actually more work because your conversions are not as, ac- I will not say accurate, they, they're not as, it doesn't hit home as fast. So this is something that is, is highly debatable. And I know, like, I'm, I'm really sad to also hear that you paid for SEO and you didn't get it. For me, usually when I hear that, the next thing that I get to ask is what did they do that they, that you didn't see results from? And then my backup question or second part of that question would be, what were you expecting them to do that you didn't see done? So I wanted to just touch on that before we go to Alfego and coach Tamika.
2: Oh, I was not talking about myself. I, oh. I was just talking about things I've heard. I'm I'm, I'm a marketing agency. So I, this is just stuff I've heard over the 20 plus years that I've done sales and marketing, um, you know, and the, the one thing that I, I always tell everybody, and, and this is where a lot of entrepreneurs have a hard time, um, uh, especially is understanding business is business. There is no emotion to business decisions. It is all dollars and cents. You have to know your ROI. You have to know your numbers. It doesn't matter if you're doing organic, if you're doing paid, it doesn't matter. You have to know your numbers because if you don't know your numbers, it doesn't matter which path you go down, you will not be able to scale it. So whether I'm paying favor for SEO and organic content and trying to drive the organic route, I have to know what my return is on that investment down to the dollars and cents. I used to hate it when people, when I ran dealerships, when advertisers and marketers would come in and say, well, what's your budget? Well, I don't have a budget. Well, what do you mean? I don't know. I could spend 500 with you or 5000 or 10000 The budget doesn't matter. What matters is my return on the dollar. If you can 2x, 3x, 5x my dollar, well, I'm going to keep spending money with you until I find someone that can exit bigger. It's all dollars and cents. I don't care what works as long as my ROI is the best that it can be.
0: That's facts. It all boils down to bottom line. You are right. Thank you for that clarification too, because, you know, SEO is, is already a a beast in itself and it shouldn't be because it's very easy to understand, but, people make it complicated because the way they're explained to makes it sound like it's harder than it's supposed to be. So I appreciate that clarification. Thank you for that. I want to also, you know, get to see what Elfego and coach Tamika said. And I see you, Jermaine. Thank you so much for, you know, echoing that as well. Elfego, we'll start with you. Cause I know you have some scores to set over Celeste. So the mic is yours. Let's know what your thoughts are. Cause I would love to hear your opinion on what's going on and, you know, what are your thoughts between this two,
3: as it pertains to the topic of discussion today? Thank you so much, and and I have no score to settle with Celeste. She's the winner. She can have the W. But um, I believe that I believe that both organic and paid are things that, if you want to win at the highest level, you gotta you gotta ex- excel at both of them. You have to excel at both of them. I, I believe that you could obtain, you know, a a massive following organically. But I do believe that when you put money into the machine, it just allows for you to to reach more and to expand more and to do more. And um, if you really have the heart to drive your business as far as you want it to go, then, yeah, you're going to create the organic content and you're going to always be pushing to put that out. But you're going to be running ads at the same time to reach people that the organic contact uh, the organic content doesn't reach and um all of them are are your market and there's a there's a piece of your your market share with both of those strategies and i think that uh one thing that charles said is that he's he's seen it to where it doesn't work for people and um on both sides of the fence And this is true. You know, it's 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 not a a thing that I disagree with, but I think that finding a way to make it work is necessary. It's it's a part of the the system that keeps your business moving. It, It it puts fuel into your business. That's where you're getting your your cash flow. That's how you're expanding, that's how you're growing. If you're not growing, you're dying. So as a as a business owner, we should all want to do the most, right? I I always do the most. So, um, yeah, I would, I would definitely argue that if you're not doing both, you're missing a piece of your market share. There's, there's, there's more for you if you're failing at one.
0: That is so true. That is so true. I like what you said about the market share because, you know, I think about what people are searching for and how your content is online because people have businesses. And when we hear advertising, the next thing that comes to our minds is business. You can't advertise if you don't have a business. So people can advertise themselves. They can advertise their you know, affiliate links. But if you're really advertising and you're, if you're going deep into advertising, then it means you have a business or you're running some type of business that's going to be yielding profit over time. And your ROI is so important. And I love what you said about the market share because if you're not doing both, you can't scale. You know, you can't scale organically if you're not putting in those two, three hours a week or maybe five hours a week on just making sure that you have at least one piece of content out there per week. And when I hear content, I'm not just thinking about... Being online, or just being in that position where I'm just like, okay, yeah, we just put out content and that content is going to do well. And yeah, we're going to see what happens. It's really about making sure that they search intent and there's also search value for that intent. Because when people are searching for those things, whatever they find is based on what somebody gave. And if you're not giving something that someone can see, by all means, you, you may not even get a sale because you didn't have an incentive. You didn't have a call to action. You're just spending money. You're like, oh, I'll spend $5 a day. Your competitor is spending $50 a day. Your other competitor is spending $500 a day. Another one is spending $5,000 a day. What makes you different from the other person? So I think it really boils down into all those topics that you've discussed, which we're going to really boil down today and make sure that as you're leaving this room, you're making sure that you make that intention of knowing what exactly your business needs and at what time you need to, you know, run a campaign. You don't run campaigns all year. Some businesses do. Some run, you know, through Q3, Q4. So it depends on what you're doing with your business. And I know one of the things we're going to talk about is the platforms to advertise on—that's another thing we're going to go into as well. So thank you so much, El Fago, for that contribution. I appreciate that. So let's join us. Anything before we get to Coach Tamika? And I know Mo is also yeah, I'm here. Yeah, i want to make too.
1: it super quick. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say, Coach. And hey, Mo. Um, so I love your points, El Fago. I think too. Um, we didn't. I don't think I heard anyone really say this, but uh, there are a lot of businesses that aren't really set up uh, to scale for either. Like, <laughs> let's just kind of, you know, put that in the hat, too. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, some businesses, they <laughs> want to go viral organically, or maybe they want to pay for some Google ads. But once that traffic comes, can you actually handle the demand? Like, that is actually the real question. Because, you know, for me personally, and this is like a humble brag, but if I was to run a paid ad today, I cannot handle the demand. Why? Well, we're already overbooked. So it makes no sense for me to do that. But more commonly, what I see is that businesses, they run paid ads or they go viral and then they're like, oh man, you know, I'm missing out on all these opportunities that I wasn't prepped for. So uh, that's a whole other thing to unpack. But I just kind of wanted to throw that in there.
0: That is so true. That is so true. Some businesses are like hundred percent or ninety nine point nine percent word of mouth or referral, but they can't really scale if they get into this space because, like you said, if the demand is so high and you can't supply that demand, then you're not in business. You're just you're at this point you're scratching the surface backwards. So it's really important to make sure that you're not overshooting yourself for trying to scale and you're not scaling internally before you're scaling externally, which is so true. Thank you for that, Celeste. Charles, I'll say
2: one quick point to that. That can end up when you're in that situation, if you just say, oh, the heck with it and go ahead and run ads, that could end up hurting you and dragging your business backwards way more because the next thing that's going to come is your online reputation. Because, like, if Celeste says she's already booked out 30, 60, 90 days, she's already overbooked. She gets all these ads where they're submitting forms, booking on a Facebook account. Let's say she's running Facebook ad. I'm just using this because they have a built-in calendar for this. So say her calendar is already booked up, but then she accidentally sets up her ads to where they can book an appointment on her Facebook page, and it doesn't check her actual calendar. Now she's going to have all these people that filled out a form booked an appointment that she can't get to. And what do you think they're going to do? They're going to leave a review or they're going to write something on social media or whatever. Um, And now her online reputation is just taking a dive um, and she could lose existing clients. So
0: true guys. I hope you're listening to this because this conversation is really getting deep and I don't want you to leave here without understanding the value of Advertising and why you need it, and when you need it, you know, not just because it exists or because you can spend money. So this is a great topic. Thank you so much for that, um, Elfego, Celeste, and Charles. Coach, um, would you like to, you know, give us? I, I know you've been waiting patiently. Just give us your gems and let us know what your thoughts are, so we can also come to, you know, a discussion on on this topic. And then I'll go to Elfego because I
4: saw him on micing. Okay. It well. Yeah. So thank you for inviting me to the stage. And I, I first want to say, um, this is a great conversation, and Celeste please let me rub on you so that I can be exactly like you are, booked and almost overbooked. Like, let me rub a little bit off of that from you to me, please. (laughs) All right, I'm almost there. So my take on this topic is that both are relevant um, in different ways. So when it comes down to paid, paid is the reach. It's like, okay i'm here i have a business i really want to go find the people who aren't looking for exactly what i have to offer and we're able to literally target specifically those people so it's like an arm that's going out and reaching for those people to put our message in front of them so that's really what paid is all about and i know that you're going to talk more about that i already know that but the thing is when you do the paid if the organic is not in place What's gonna happen is people are gonna come back to your page. And now the question is, what do they see? And when it comes to the organic, live is one of the things that you just can't do with paid. Like, I mean, you could run an ad to tell people that you're gonna go uh, live on a certain day. You can do something like that. But live is live and that's a part of the organic. And that's something that we must do. And you know, some people aren't, and people choose not to, but it's a beautiful thing because the question that people are asking themselves after they clicked on your ad is, are you real? Are you actually relevant? Is your information fresh? Are you still in business? Who are you? What is it that you have to offer? Like what is going on with you and your business? Do you really give like great information on a consistent basis? People are looking for businesses that are still open that are the type of businesses that and the the type of companies that they want to be in touch with. So when they don't see that and they don't see you consistently posted, it tells a story. It paints a picture about your business. So people really want to know who they're connecting to. So even though you got paid, they come back to you. What the heck do they see? So that's my take on it. I yield my mic and I'm going to be in the background, listening to the conversation until I have to uh, talk to my client. Thank you for letting me share on the stage today.
0: You're most welcome. Thank you so much for being here and just sharing your light with us, because that is a major point you mentioned there. I love what you said about, you know, the organic and paid. And when as soon as you said that, what came to my mind was Facebook and Pinterest individually or independently, because... When somebody sees your ad, especially if you're running ads consistently, the next thing, second nature really is, I'm going to go to your profile and check you out. Yes, your ad was enticing. Yes, you had a really good camera. Yes, you had a really good background. But I'm going to go to your profile and see what you've been doing with your time the whole time. And if it's not resonating with what I've just seen in 30 seconds, then I'll feel a little bit. I won't trust you as much as I would trust if you had content that's spilling over, and now it's for me to figure out what to pick rather than me picking something and figuring out what to do next, so you're so right on that, coach Tamika. I appreciate that and you know that share. Thank you so much for that El fego um I know you're on mic before, so please let us know what your thoughts are before we go to mo and then we also go to Dazzlin and Giovanni too.
3: yeah, I'm gonna keep it very brief i I actually um think about what celeste. Was saying about if you don't have your processes in place, or if you don't have things in place when the ads are run, or when you're doing organic, then it's not going to work. Um, I didn't mention it, but I want to touch. I want to touch on it a little bit, and then I'm just, you know, then I'll, I'll, I'll put the mic down. But um, there are things with both of these advertising strategies that have to be right in order for them to work right? You, you, can't, you can't do paid advertisements one way, and it's the wrong way, and then you expect to get good results, which is also goes back to what Charles was saying, that he has seen failures on both sides of that fence. And what I was saying was we got to figure out how to get them to both work because there is a formula for your niche that works, and you got to figure out how to get them both to work. But you know, and that and that could be from the the piece of content that you put out. You know, it might you might have your blog structured wrong, right? You might not have it backlinked or keywords. It's it's, it's just it, you might have stuff that is just not done correctly with your organic content that can cause it to fail. And it's the same thing with your paid advertisements. And then also you could do everything right on the front end, and this goes back to what Celeste was saying. That you could do everything right on the front end and not have the processes correct on the back end, and then it impacts the ROI, which is what Charles was talking about. It impacts that ROI. So you have to make sure that your processes are correct on the front end and the back end in order for either one of those strategies to work for your return on whatever you've invested into creating your content or spending money on advertisements. Mike drop.
0: Big mic drop. Thank you for that because the SEO piece is so important, so important. Like, I'll I'll just give a prime example, just to support what you just said. You know, we had a client that that started working with us recently, and when we started working with the client, we got to realize there were some things that we needed to put in place before we could get the ball rolling, and that was asking a few questions. Like one of the questions I usually get to ask even before you get on a call with me, which is in the questionnaire is, do you have your website connected to the search console? And when I see a no there, it already tells me what I need to do next. If it tells me yes, I already know what to do next because the next question would be, Do you have a sitemap on your site? Do you have it connected to the search console? And it doesn't stop there. It's not just, oh, I've connected it now. I'm going to rank on Google. It doesn't stop there. It actually starts there. So for you to think about all those missing pieces and those topic gaps, it's really important for you to think about how can you boost that organic traffic? Because people don't really see this. If you have organic traffic that Google is already ranking you for, and then you go ahead and pay for an ad, Or you place a budget on an ad and you look at your cost per acquisition or your cost per click or your cost per lead or your CPM, your cost per meal, you'll realize that you are gaining more with your little ad spend compared to what you would have been spending more on if you didn't organically place yourself there before you place the ad. Because if you're placing ads and you're running ads, great. When your ad stops running, your business stops running. That's pretty much what it means. But if you have organic traffic and then you're supporting that with paid, you can see that in six months from now, 12 months from now, you're gaining more than you would have gained you know, in the long run. Because when you just think about placing ads, placing content, placing things that are there, people can always see your ads. That doesn't mean they're going to buy. Some people may actually have to see your ad maybe seven to 12 times. Maybe they may see you at three months. Maybe they're not even ready to pay, but they're interested and they'll join your email list, but that doesn't mean they're ready to buy. So that sale, that that one sale you get is so important when you think about organic and paid strategies, because you want to make sure that you can know, like, and trust your own audience to trust you because if you can't put that information out there for them to do research on how will they trust you with a sale or a click or their credit card so that's something I wanted to just mention to you know support what you said El Fago thank thank you so much for bringing that up it's good to see you dazzling good morning I know you have some great information to share with us please feel free to let us know what you prefer organic versus paid is it both you know let us know the mic is yours
5: Hey, thank you, Favor. Um, thank you guys for also creating the space. And you're right, for me, it's not a preference. For me, it's um, a hybrid model um, because I'm um, just business basic. When you're going into business, you need to have a budget. And a part of that budget should involve marketing and advertising. So that just goes without saying that you have to advertise. However, as El Fuego just said, she was entirely right. If you're and um, coach said it as, as well too. If when someone gets to your organic content, there's no congruence, it makes no sense. Like, and let me let me clarify that. A lot of people have no understanding of the flow of their content. They just come up with thoughts out of their mind and they put it down. Like, yeah, I made a piece of content today or they told their VA to do something. So you need to understand is the same amount of processes that go into the solution that you're driving in a business needs to also go into the content that you are creating because you want your audience to absorb it. So content by itself, and I've been saying this for about three weeks now, because it's true, but most people don't think about it, is a deliverable. Whether or not you are, you know, let me keep the lead magnets out of it, because every piece of content should really be a lead magnet, but it should also be impactful. It shouldn't really feel like you're trying to take from your audience. It should be more like you're edifying and giving to your audience. And as you carry out that process, they'll be more inspired to try and figure out what what it is that you're doing, how you can help them, how you can be a resource. But the content is a deliverable. It is the one free product that your audience is expecting, and you have to serve it up the right way. However, As I said in Jay's room the other day, and I really favor and Celeste were there, everyone anticipating this big, I am going to be the next organic sensation is contributing to the creation of their own red ocean, meaning you are stymieing your own opportunity, because I don't know if most people don't realize it, but everyone who refuses to go the other way is creating a bottleneck. So if everybody in the world is trying to find that, you know, have people discover them Mm -hmm. as a diamond organically you are creating a bottleneck because everybody is trying to be organic that means you are diminishing the amount of opportunity that you have so you have to use a hybridized model and then it becomes a case that you need to have flow in your content so that when people get to whatever platforms they're going to find you on it doesn't read as being disconnected if you are just a content creator and you're only making content to be entertaining then fine forget you don't need any kind of flow at all but for the most part Smart content creators who are just in the business of entertainment still can become business people themselves. You can inspire an audience of people to want to be like you, and in so doing, you still need to understand the nature of the flow of your processes and how you would guide someone to do what you do. So it's the hybrid model for me, and you always are going to want to tap into both, just making sure that you have congruency in mind when you're going down the path. Everything has to flow.
0: Thank you so much, Dazlin, for that insight. And I love what you said about the Red Ocean, because people don't think about that blue ocean strategy or that deep blue ocean strategy, you know, where it comes to niching down. Because, yes, everybody wants to be a marketer. Everybody has a course. Everybody has a program. But the people that are going to sign up for those programs are going to be qualified, because you're qualifying them with questions that you need answered. And that's really what sets you apart from other people. Because I know some people have courses. You pay for the course. You you always hear crickets. You will never hear from them. You'll never get a thank you email. There will be no post-purchase email updates, onboarding, nothing. And you made a sale. But if you can make a sale from the same person twice, whether you're a product or service-based business, then you really care about your customers. You really care about their needs. You really listen to what they're saying. Some people don't even send emails um, every quarter or every month to ask them, how is this product feeling? Are you you feeling good about it? What can we do to make it better? You know, give us, leave us your survey in, in five minutes and then you stand a chance to maybe get a, a voucher or a gift card, something of that incense so that you it's not just for free, you're really appreciating them because it's not about the fifty dollar gift card or the two hundred and fifty dollar, you know, scratch card or whatever you want to call it, but it's like if you think about giving them value and you care about their needs the day you show up with an email that actually solves their problem, they'll be like, this person listened to me. This business cares about me. That way you get that trust because now you're not just looking for, you're not looking at your email list and you're like, oh, I have a thousand emails. I have 10,000 emails. These are all potential leads to, to sales. It doesn't work that way because some people may never buy from you. Some people may never, ever, ever, ever buy from you, but there are people who can Never buy from you and refer you to someone who will buy from you. And that's where you see that loyalty and that connection coming in as well. So thank you so much, Dazzling, for bringing that up. I appreciate it. Before we go to Equa and also we go to um, Don, Don Menico, I hope I said it correctly. Just wanted to let you guys know that you are in the marketing club. Feel free to follow this club, follow the people that you see in this room. Anybody that you see that resonates with you, please give them a follow because these are amazing people who can be able to help you with your business, whenever it comes to anything that regards to the interest that you have on Clubhouse or off Clubhouse. So feel free to connect with people. I also had an amazing podcast with Celeste. This was some time back earlier this year. It was closer to your birthday. I think I published it on your birthday as requested. And if you guys want to check out the episode, please click this link in this room so you can listen to the episode in full. And I'll be changing the link very soon in the next five minutes. So feel free to click this link and also subscribe to the podcast so. So you can listen to all the other episodes that are there to just gain insight on what we're doing for the business industry at large. So thank you all so much for being here and for being part of today's discussion. I know there are some comments in the room chat, but I want to also give you a chance to speak Equa because I know you have something to definitely give us. And then I'll go into room chat and talk about the comments that I've seen there as well. So Equa, please feel free to let us know what your thoughts are between organic advertising versus paid advertising.
6: Oh, thank you so much. I'm always excited to be here and happy to, um, thank you for creating this place. So, um, gosh, you know, I think it depends on how fast you need to grow. So when someone comes to me and there is some time urgency, they've got launches, they got things that are happening that they need a lot of traffic, then we're going to go heavy on the, um, on the the paid ads now if they are really um and it it also depends on their budget you know i don't want them and unless we have figured out the com made sure that they're dialed in i tend to deal with businesses that are earlier on in their walk and so we tend to spend a lot of time making sure that there's a good funnel and that they're actually getting conversions. So we focus a lot on the organic on page and um, building out keywords because they probably aren't even ranking for their name at that point. So um, so because of that, so if they're early on, I probably um, will work on st- um, strategizing their content, do it, focusing on organic and unless there's some kind of urgency to get traffic right away. So I just focus on doing it well and doing it good.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you, Ikwa. That is so true. I think it's a short-term versus long-term effect of your business because especially right now, I think for business owners, one thing that they should do research on is to understand the trends. And by the trends, I mean, you get to know when the high peak seasons are and the low peak seasons are because that also helps you to know how much to spend. Because when you're competing against other advertisers, you're competing for the same space, the same spot. So if you're really trying to plan and make sure that you're above those thresholds and you're doing it in a very calculated format, your budget spend is also going to make a lot of sense. Imagine if you run an ad in January, same budget, then you run that same ad again in July. You're going to get two different results because you're going to notice that in Q1, And in Q3, you are able to see things differently. And that has changed how you're going to see your business flourish or tank, depending on what you're spending and how much you're able to do those recommendations. Because even $2 extra can really change your business. I'm going to get into that very soon. But when it comes to advertising, know exactly where, why, and how. Those are things that can really help you a long way. So thank you so much, Equal, for that. And we also have... um, Dominico in the room with us, thank you so much for joining us. Do you have a question or an ad that you'd like to you know share with us today? Feel free
7: yes, yes, what's going on brother what's going on celeste charles uh yeah definitely definitely loving the conversation uh you know it's always a good uh it's always a good uh, conversation when you're going uh you know paid versus organic you know uh you know as a, as a business owner all both of those are Definitely in, important, um, but um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be on the fence, right? But I'm but I'm always in the middle, right? Because my main thing is, you know, you got to think about what comes next. You got to think about the future in mind, right? You got to think about the future in mind, you know. So to be able to 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 clarify, really, it's about you know my thing is about the systems, the system part of that. Um, you know, me, I'm I deal with systems and build websites and apps. You know things of that nature, but one of the main things is, you know, people have a lot of times. I feel like whether it's organic traffic or whether it's paid, you brought somebody to you, right? But if you don't have the right system in place, then you know to be able to uh, 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 take that customer uh, or that or that suspect and turn them into a customer, then to a client, then to an advocate to the, you know, to the different levels of of, of, of being a part of, of what we have going on, what you have going on. This is, is, is the main thing. But when it comes to uh, uh, the, the paid, the, the paid traffic, I I don't want people, I don't want people to think, you know, just, you know, if I want traffic right now, um, you know, I don't have, you know, I want to go just pay for it because it can, it can lead to wasting money sometimes if you don't have uh, the right systems in place. Of course, um you know some a lot of times people have d i y you know do it yourself you know systems you know whether it's their own and they don't have you know the s e o or the you know analytics or you know things of that nature that that may need to be you know set the correctly or you know a lot of times um but without and without um you know the 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 pay traffic so either either way when we bring somebody to us if we don't have ways to to maximize that relationship um, then we're, we're, we're going to be wasting our money sometimes. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a good perspective, you know, when, when it's, um, when it's, when it's needed on, on both ends, you know, uh, but, the but the thing is, I think, you know, it's a lot of dots dots that need to be, I, I's that need to be dotted and T's that need to be crossed before, you know, before, uh, especially putting your money on, on, on things, you know, um, but, um, but basically testing is, is one of the biggest things, but organic you know if if you're not if you know at a certain point you don't want to always be spending your money you know so you know to to learn you know and and to to recognize what you need and and filling in those blanks you know is is one of the biggest things um you know so definitely loving the conversation uh the 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 side of when it comes to you know the connection and, and all the you know frankenstein systems that i see people have you know, a lot, a lot of times, you know, they, they may have courses in e-commerce and, and a lot of that stuff in different places. So without having the right, um, you know, lead magnets and, and, and segmenting, you know, your their email lists and, and things of that nature, you know, all their data is not even, you know, flowing correctly. Um, so so they have all that, you know, uh, downpack, you know, you put a lot, a lot less work into, uh, you know, building, building that, that system out. So. Appreciate the room. Appreciate the combo.
0: Thank you so much for your insight. That, that's very helpful. And I think one of the underlying factors that have, I've been listening to across the room since we started is when you make decisions to start advertising as a business, it's going to take a while before you get to understand where you want to capitalize on and when and especially how because organic takes a long time and a long time doesn't mean a year or two it could mean two months but you maybe don't have two months because you probably have an event going on next week and you need to run an ad for that you know, we've come across those kind of things before, but you also want to make sure that even as you're doing these things, you're supporting those things on the end. I'm going to give you an example on this before we go to John. This is what I've noticed, especially when it comes to advertising, because we've not even touched on platforms yet. And this is one thing that I've come to understand. When you use a platform, you need to know exactly the ins and outs of this platform. Now, when I look at Pinterest, I'll give Pinterest as a prime example for this you know, topic and this point that I want to drive home. On Pinterest, for those who have ever done Pinterest advertising, you would know this, but if you don't, this is what I want to let you know. Pinterest advertising, before you run an ad on Pinterest, it must have been published organically before you even run it as a paid traffic ad. There's no way you can run an ad on Pinterest without having to post it or publish it first organically. In other words, it needs to be saved to your account for you to now run that ad. On Facebook and Instagram, I know that you can go to your ad's campaign manager and do a whole different thing and maybe not have the exact image or video that you have in your timeline that is allowed. You can be able to do that on Instagram and Facebook but on pinterest there's no way you can run an ad and say hey i have this video i want to run an ad for you have to first publish it organically before you even have an option because the last section of the ad space you're going to choose what type of objective it is you're going to know exactly your audience it's the same thing and then at the very end it's going to ask you select pins you want to advertise so if your pins are not there if the pin that you want to advertise is not there it means you have not posted it publicly. You've not posted it organically. So I'm going to go deeper into that, but I wanted to just make sure that you guys have an understanding of what you know it means to really advertise and the value of organic and paid too. Coach Tamika, I saw your eyes rolling. <laughs> is there something you want to say or ask before we go to John?
4: <laughs> oh, no, the, the, the thing is, I think that that's actually great. great. And I was like, wow, because it means that you were already present. It means that something is all right. I think it's a great thing. So, I was excited about hearing it.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, it Pinterest is a is a different beast and I know I'm going to touch on that a little bit today. Not fully, but I'll make sure that I can, you know, cover that as well for you guys as well. John, good morning. Thank you for joining. Um is there anything you would like to add or contribute to the discussion for today?
8: Hey, guys. Good morning. Um, I am just arriving here in the last, what, five minutes, two minutes, three minutes. So um, can you do, you're talking about paid and talking about organic. Was there a specific uh, question that you were discussing?
0: Um, Not specifically. We've just been talking about organic versus paid and which one is better and why. And look at some scenarios that have contributed to that as well
8: cool well I think yeah I think um, the previous speaker I think he left he had some good points just to kind of recap is if you don't have any data do paid right run traffic look at your intent like so is the intent to purchase an intent to just get information um, what is the intent behind what you want to accomplish and then if it's a make it make sure you have a good offer, make sure you have a good landing page, and then you can test quickly. If, you're, if you guys are taking notes, you can test quickly for with paid traffic, and then you can take, those, take that data and then move it over to your organic uh, projects. But I think one of the things that came to my mind when he was talking is make sure you have the right uh, keywords in mind. In other words, not the, if you have informational keywords or do you have buying keywords or navigational keywords, or question keywords. And the way we look at that is really the way that you want to look at that is all different, right? So I'm a huge believer in both in organic and SEO and paid. uh, But you just need to know what your goal is first, and then you can test that funnel or that that flow. Um, So I would be Absolutely. I, of course, We I think we're all on the same page, but definitely test your um, intent with paid traffic and then take that data and then move it over to organic. Um, I don't know if, if people have any questions about that, but uh, that's what I would say is, is make sure you have the right intent, you know, what kind of questions or what kind of keywords you're wanting to go after, buyer intent or informational, and then uh, make sure you have a good Call to action or some type of CTA, you know, right? Call to action to CTA and um, keep testing, test, test, test. So that's it.
0: Thank you, John. I think the major thing you've mentioned from what you've said is testing. And that's something that has to be done both organically and paid wise. Because organically, for those who are wondering what is testing or how do you test, when you use organic advertising and you're testing you're you're testing heading tags you're you're testing descriptive tags, you're testing pictures, you're testing colors. There's psychology marketing in that as well. When you think about color psychology, you need to know am I going to use green or am I going to use orange? What do people use for those kind of things if you're for example, if you're doing accounting, you wouldn't be using red. you'd be using green because it's it's more it's easier to work with. If you're a bank, you're not going to use purple. You're going to use blue. You know, the food, ch- the food industry, they have a a color palette, you know, red, orange, yellow. You know, when you see that, you know exactly it, it causes urgency. So when you think about the psychology and what you're doing as a brand and then you put that out in advertising, you're talking to a specific audience that already knows what they want. Now you're just going to give them what they need because they probably don't know you exist or because there's something you can add to what they already have that you can be able to apply. So those are things that you want to be able to look into you know, when you're starting to create content for yourself and also for businesses as well. I want to run through the chat real quickly because I know there were some really good points that I saw here before we go to Ryan. I know Sebastian talked about for the purpose of reach um, contingent on on coverage paid promotions will have more effective results for most entities which is true and then um iona also said and i know celeste also agreed on this is that you know organic and paid varies by the business and she has a client who has e-commerce and they've been able to move products move the products with paid ads and with organic which is what you need help with um you have been able to move customers who don't buy down the funnel after you've captured them as a lead fast with paid ads. So that is something we're going to touch on as well, because organic is so important and people overlook it because they want to just spend money and get results. And it's good to get results fast, but I would rather get results for two, three years without spending money on an ad because I spent two hours or two months making sure that everything is fundamentally accessible. So there are so many ways you can go around it. And I think that's something that we want to talk about as well. Um, Jerome also has a question, he said, and this is for everyone in the room. If you have a question, please put it in the chat because I want us to also touch on this and I don't want to, you know, leave this hanging. I know Golden said, whichever works for you best is good for you. And, um, Jerome is asking about, you know, he's having issues marketing these products, but also needs a certain clientele to purchase his products. And he's tried both paid and organic, but he hasn't been able to see a positive result. And what is he not doing? Right. So this is what I want to say. And also Jerome, um, welcome to Clubhouse. I see you have the party hat on. And somebody on mic, um, does someone want to go first before I say
9: anything? I don't know who it was because I was in the chat. Hi, Favor, it's Ryan here. I, I would hey, be Ryan. speaking, but equally I'm happy to dock the yacht until you're finished. No, go
0: ahead. Go ahead.
9: Feel free. We'll we'll touch on that. Yeah. I appreciate mm-hmm. I appreciate you. And thank you very much for having me first and foremost. And my answer to that specific question somewhat relates to the topic that we were just discussing. And so I'll kill two birds with one stone, as it were. Before I begin, very quickly, my name is Ryan. You can call me Rye. I have built and sold multiple different businesses. But most notably, in the context of this conversation, I run a full service marketing agency in London. We are a group of several agencies with over 100 personnel, and we build and have built comprehensive brand marketing business development strategy for Chanel, Calvin Klein, Coach, Topshop, ASOS, Vogue, Adidas, EA Sports, NFL, Coca-Cola, KFC, Twitter, Samsung, etc. So that provides a bit of a framework as to who I am. With regards to the question, really, as has already been touched on, it's difficult to answer that question without knowing exactly who those consumers are. So, Jerome, if you're able, if you could put in the chat, equally raise your hand to come up to the stage and we'll have a discourse. If you could tell me exactly who those consumers that you need to reach are. And while you're doing that, before you do that, I'm going to answer the question this way. A lot of the time when I um, headhunted to curate, build, implement, manage marketing strategy for businesses that has been historically unsuccessful, and they've tried lots of things, but it just hasn't worked. More often than not, and of course, this is generalizing, but more often than not, it's a branding issue. What do I mean by that? Well, let me use this simple analogy. Marketing is a very broad term, but I like to split it into three parts, brand, marketing, and business development. And I'm going to use the analogy of a car. So imagine that brand is your car, okay? Marketing is the petrol or the gas from my American friends that you put in the car to make it drive. And business development is knowing the individual's personal addresses, specifically the individuals that are going to be interested in the car. Now, a lot of businesses make the mistake of putting all their time and indeed their money into filling the car with petrol, into marketing. And if they have negated priming, prepping, painting, and polishing their car, i.e. comprehensive brand strategy, then they're going to have to put more and more petrol or gas into that car to make it drive so as part of someone turns their head. And I'm using that analogy to answer your question in this way. Generally speaking, if you've tried both organic and paid marketing efforts, like you put petrol in the car, you just go back and look at the car. Now, let me quantify that for you further. The very core principles of brand strategy are first and foremost understanding who your audience are, comprehensively building out customer avatars. My customer avatars are so detailed that they have a name, an age, a bio, a salary, a title, a uh, personality spectrum, associated brands, enveloped channels, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But that's the level of detail that we have to understand our consumers with and it's when we understand their, those consumers and specifically not only where they live i.e what channels do they use but more importantly what are their actual pain points and how do we curate messaging brand strategy priming prepping painting polishing the car that directly engages those individuals and specifically alleviates the problems and the pain points that they have. Because all businesses are just solutions to problems. And that is good marketing is identifying the problems, your personas and providing solutions in your mark in your brand strategy, in your messaging. Okay. So that would be my first suggestion. Go back and prep, paint, prime, polish the car. It could be for a number of reasons. Brand strategy is not just a logo and a color palette and a sexy typeface. It's ensuring that the customer journey on a website is void of excessive clicks because the average consumer spends less than three seconds on any one brand touchpoint. It's ensuring that there's a QR code on your business cards, again, to communicate that that journey is seamless. And therefore, should you work with me and my, I provide you my product or service, that will also be a seamless process. These are psychologically powerful techniques that are tiny, but make a big difference that could go on and on for hours about the various components of brand strategy. But the reality is that successful business and specifically successful marketing is not one big thing done correctly. There's no magic bullet. It's an amalgamation and a combination of lots of small decisions made correctly. And that is brand strategy. And I feel like I've been speaking for a very long time. So I'm going to dock the yacht and allow someone to interject equally if um, Jerome has spoke to exactly who that demographic is I'd be more than happy to expand after the fact I'm Ryan and I'm finished speaking.
0: Thank you Ryan
8: Ryan you did a yeah great job
0: John and Celeste I saw you guys on muting go ahead go ahead
8: no I was just gonna say uh, great job Ryan uh, that was awesome and I was just I was enjoying listening to you actually so I just followed you nice to
9: meet you. Thank you, John. It's great to meet you. I'll send you a follow back.
1: Yes, I enjoyed the share as well, Ryan. So um, I wanted to address Jerome's question and make this so quick because that, my friend, unfortunately to me, that is a loaded question. It's like bringing a car into the shop and saying it's not going, what's wrong? before they did a diagnosis. So <laughs> well, I'm gonna actually recommend here, um, because I mean I could go down the rabbit hole of all the possibilities, but that's gonna take too long. Um so I don't know if you met Favor, Favor meet Jerome, Jerome Meet Favor. Um I would highly recommend booking a strategy call with him. And I looked on your um digital card. It's a free thirty minute intro call, isn't it? Yeah, favor? Okay.
0: Yes, it is.
1: Okay. Um, that's brilliant. I only do 15 minutes, but I don't go into much of anything. So <laughs> so I would definitely recommend uh, you literally click that link. I uh, saw the connect button and then book strategy call. Um, so that way you can spend that time to really unpack and get in there and figure out what's going on under the hood. Um, so that's my suggestion there. Thank you so
0: much, Celeste. Um, Go ahead, Ryan. I actually followed you, too, as well. I haven't gotten a chance to meet you, so this is the first time connecting with you, so I've given you a follow, too.
9: I appreciate you, Favour. You know, I used to live in a little town called Kitwe in Zambia, and my best friend in Zambia was called Favour. So it is one of my, ironically, favourite names, and it's a pleasure to meet another Favour, and it's a pleasure to meet you and be here on the stage. I suppose succinctly, and I will be succinct, I promise. I wanted to touch really quickly on John's point with regards to paid versus organic advertising. And I think it's important to understand, again, that, and this is the nature of the conversation, right? The answer to that question is so nuanced and there's so many caveats. And I'm just going to give you some quantifiable examples. For example, if you want, if you are a, a B2B business, and you want direct sales, okay, that's your marketing objective. As a result of an Instagram advertising campaign, you're barking up the wrong tree. Because data suggests and statistics suggest that Instagram advertising campaigns do not equate to direct sales, particularly in the context of B2B businesses. But they are fantastic in bolstering brand education and brand awareness. So if you want to have a psychological impact on future consumers with regards to the efficacy or the power of your brand than an Instagram advertising campaign is great. Because Instagram almost acts like a billboard. And I say that because when you're in Times Square and you see a Nike billboard, you're very unlikely to pull your phone out and purchase a Nike product right there and then. However, when you are walking past the Nike flagship store on Fifth Avenue, You are much more likely to walk into the store and purchase because you've seen the billboard. And Instagram works the same way for businesses. It is not a lead generator necessarily, depending on the business. And of course, there are exceptions. And generally speaking, it is not a means of acquiring direct sales. But it is a billboard. And that's particularly important in the context of 98% of all purchasing decision makers are on Instagram. 98%. What that means is that the likelihood is that whomever is making the decision as to whether to buy you a product or your service, they'll probably check you out on Instagram because it is innate and habitual that they use Instagram every day. So why wouldn't they? Okay, there's one example. Another example is if you're in the B2C space and you're selling products directly to a consumer, then you have to understand that statistically, Facebook advertising converts as a result of advertising exponentially more than any other social media channel combined in the D2C space. So if you're running Instagram ads and expecting sales, but you're not running Facebook ads in the context of the D2C space, particularly in retail, then you're barking up the wrong tree, right? Now I'll just give you one more example because we've spoken about paid, but let me give you an example of organic. So in the context of tech, the tech world, okay? SEO, search engine optimization, which is a form of organic marketing because it's free, SEO should account for 64% of all your leads and convert at a rate of 14%. Those are rates that you cannot ignore. So if you're in the tech space or indeed a lot of other B2B spaces and you're not investing in SEO, you're leaving money on the table. And the best thing is it's entirely free. So I'll wrap it up and just say this. I've given you three examples of when advertising works and doesn't work and when organic marketing works and doesn't work. And I'll just say this. Clubhouse is deceptive in that it will make you think that because it's hot and trendy, you've got to do it. That's not true. That's not good business. That's not smart business. You see, the efficacy of marketing campaigns completely differs depending on the business, depending on your consumer, depending on the industry, depending on the sector. And so you should be smart about which channels that you invest in because they're not all going to work for you. Just because they're there doesn't mean that you have to use them. Just because they're hot doesn't mean you have to use them. Just because they're trendy doesn't mean you have to use them. You see, we don't need to be everywhere all the time. It's like saying, I'm going to have billboards around the world, but only in New York do my consumers live. It's bad business. So there's lots of caveats, but do your research. Make sure your assumptions are evidence-based, the statistics are all available online, and understand which channel is right for you and your business, because it's not all of them. I promise you that. I'm Ryan, and I finished speaking, and I promise you I'll shut up for a long time now and listen. <laughs> No, Ryan, you're actually knocking, you're knocking on people's
0: doors when you're saying that because you're literally waking them up. You're telling them what they need to hear. Because, you know, SEO is a big topic. Everybody knows about SEO. I feel like that is the new hot thing. I mean, it's always been there, but because people, when they hear SEO, they're like, oh, I have to spend so much. I have to spend this X amount of money. When you think about it you're not thinking about how much you're spending because it's the way you think about it. I'll just go financial literacy mode a little bit. It's not what you're spending. It's what you're investing because when you're investing in something, when you're investing in property, when you're investing in something, you're expecting a return on your investment. Whether it's 2%, 20%, 200%, you're investing in something with the potential ability to get something back. So if you're thinking about SEO, And you want to get that 14% conversion, like Ryan said, or 14 to 16%. It's in the double digits, you know, compared to an Instagram post that is 0.7% conversion. And Ryan hit the nail on the head talking about, you know, Instagram not giving you direct sales. It's true. You know, we have Instagram shops, we have Facebook shops. But when last time when was the last time you bought something from Instagram and, and you wore it or you went out and said I bought this from Instagram barely you see that picture, you're going to go on Google. You're going to look for something else, maybe better. You're probably going to go to your online favorite store. You're not going to buy it from Instagram. One, you don't trust the vendor. Two, you don't even know what the shipping policy is. Three, is there a privacy policy? Is there a terms and conditions? Do you read those things? Do you just you know, pull out your credit card and want to pay? You have to think about those things. So if you're really thinking about where do you want to be on, Google is where you want to be on. An added bonus is Bing. If you have Google Search Console, connect Bing because that can really give you some reports month to month. I don't even want to go to Bing too much. But SEO-wise, you really have to think about what's better for you in the long run. I'll give a quick example. With our clients, what we've done in four quarters is in the first quarter, this is a, temp- this is a very sample template, so I'm not giving you the exact details. But in the first quarter, we're able to say, okay, we're going to do 80% organic, 20% paid. Then Q2, we're going to probably do 70% organic, 30% paid. And then in Q3, we're going to do 50% organic, 50% paid. And then in Q4, we're going to do, let's say, 30% organic, 70% paid. Now, when you look at those numbers, and I'm not putting a number on any of those digits, but if you think about how well you're spending and you look at the organic return, it really shows you that organic is better than paid. But paid is the fastest way to get your organic content seen. Because if people are seeing your content from a paid source, they've never saw you online. They've never connected with you. They don't even know you exist. And the first thing they see is your paid ad. And it's really exciting. I'm going to look at that ad. I'm going to take what I need to take from the ad. And then I'm going to go to your profile to see what else you have that I can take. But now when you think about the way I'm saying it, all I'm hearing is take, 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 take. At some point, you want to give back. And what are you giving back? You're giving back your email address. You're giving back your, your credit card details. You're giving back your time. You're giving back a call. You know, these are things that we don't think about. When we think about content marketing, it's not just posting content for the sake of posting content. Dazlin talked, I've talked about it before in, in the room where you can't just be posting content for content's sake. Have content pillars. Know exactly what you're posting, have a spreadsheet, have a workflow. Don't just post because you have Canva and you just want to post on Canva because Canva is great or Canva is the next big thing. Think about where you want to advertise and that can really change your business long term. So SEO is important and I'll give you a benchmark on the industry because sometimes people want to know how much do people spend on SEO. The number is infinity. You can spend as much or as little as possible, but it starts with as low as 500 and as high as 2,500. That benchmark could be changed at any time, but that is an industry standard per month for you to spend on. Just at, and those things come in different packages, so don't think you're going to pay 500 and rank on Google page one. There are so many things that you have to consider, so it's not just about the money you're investing; it's how well you're thinking about those processes. So I'm just giving you a benchmark in case you've never known how much it costs so you can be
9: able to do that. Rand, do you want to say something real quick? I just couldn't agree more with what you said. It's absolutely fantastic that you said that and you put it so eloquently and articulately. So I appreciate you for that. I want to give a top tip with regards to navigating the many SEO snake oil salesmen that exist out there. The reality is, and I'm sure Faber will agree, that there are lots of individuals or companies that claim to be able to deliver you comprehensive SEO strategy. And unfortunately, they're not all great, and they're not all effective. Now, how do we navigate that? How do we decipher which ones are the real deal and which ones are not? Well, I'm going to give you just one thing to look out for. Successful SEO strategy or a comprehensive SEO report Cannot be curated, cannot be curated without first investing the time to comprehensively understand your business, specifically related keywords. It's not enough just to guess. And so something to look out for is if there is an individual or a company who does not have a comprehensive discovery call to analyze keywords and get in depth with regards to your business as part of their product or service, they're probably cutting corners and they probably don't have a scooby-dibby-doo. Okay? So that's something to look out for. If they want to sit down and absorb the nuances of your business, if they want a discovery call, then they're probably good at what they do. And if they don't even mention that, the snake oil salesman, and run for the hills. And Ryan and I finished speaking. So and true. Add,
1: Go ahead, this. Because that triggered something. Um, <laughs> Ryan, that was excellent. I need everyone in the room to know something very important. Because I've talked to at least five or six people who have somehow been talked into by an SEO quote-unquote company <laughs> to pay these people to rank for their own business name. That drives me up. A freaking wall listen if someone is looking for you specifically they will find you paid otherwise SEO Instagram whatever do not let someone talk you into that I just want to make sure that everybody understands
9: that. I'm laughing that's so true Celeste Wow that is
1: <laughs> when I hear that
0: I cringe just a little bit just a little bit because Oh, my goodness. Why are people like this? Because I'm thinking when you have a website, the first thing you rank for on Google Search Console or Google at all, if you have it connected, is your brand name. Google is going to index, crawl, and set the algorithm and set that to your brand name. It's going to scan your logo, especially if your logo has your dimensions. It has your keyword targeted in there. And the word logo is also hyphenated within that file name. That is something that you need to do. And if you don't do it, you're missing out on a lot because people are going to find you through that. But if someone tells you, hey, I want to rank you on Google for your business name, run. Just like Rand said, Celeste said, please run. Don't even look back. Don't ask them any more questions. Just say, thank you for your time. It was nice doing some type of business with you because you don't want to be in that place where you've paid all these thousands of dollars or pounds and you're now Trying to fight back for what you you knew from the beginning you were not gonna get. You know, people would say, I want to rank on Google. That's the last thing I want to help you do. I don't want to help you rank on Google. I want you to be able to serve your audience, serve the people that are coming to you because people are searching every day on platforms for answers. There's no business that exists in this world that does not solve a problem. From a factory to a grocery store to a car to a phone. The list is endless you're solving one type of problem and that is what is actually adding business to your business because people are looking out for you they check out your content and they see what they like some people even don't think about pre-purchase post-purchase when you think about those things when you buy a phone you know are you going to learn more about your phone if you buy an air fryer are you gonna do some troubleshooting if you buy a tv are you gonna do some troubleshooting you know people don't think about those things people even bypass the manual and just go and set it up. And then it breaks down and you're like, oh, I, I didn't know how to fix this and it was right in front of you. That's the same thing about SEO. Don't think SEO is hard. Just think about SEO as a tool to find your audience faster and to get more qualified leads to your platform because that's how you can be able to scale as a business. When you have a new website, don't just think about your website and say, oh, I have a new website. I'm not going to rank on Google tomorrow. You can You can do some certain things that can take your business to the next level and it it requires discipline and you need to be patient too. Don't think you're going to rank on Google overnight because if you think about that overnight success, then the faster you're going to get it, the faster you're going to lose it. Fast money is not always good money. So you want to make sure that it's, I would rather take a year to get that money or to get those sales than to get it in two days. And then lose it in two hours because there are chargebacks, their disputes, their refunds. You don't want to hear that, especially as a business. You don't want to go bankrupt before you even become profitable. So think about your business before you spend money on your business. That is a major thing that I want to touch on. And I know what Ryan and Celeste said also altered and also kind of touched a little bit on what you know, Rachel asked us a question in the chat. And Rachel's question, because I wanted to touch on this, which was going to be the platform I was going to be going to in the room. We have about 40 minutes, guys, in this room. So if you have any questions, feel free to raise your hand or join the room chat and also share this room as well, because I know a lot of people in your hallway could be able to at least benefit from this as well. So the question from Rachel is this. Which paid advertising platform worked best for you? Facebook, Google, Pinterest? What would you recommend for your local business? And then I know Celeste asked a question, but I don't think Rachel saw it because the room chat has been going up. She asked, um, are you a service or product-based business? So anyone in I the room- I saw she has a like-
1: cupcake shop. I literally just read her bio, so-
0: Oh, okay. So anyone in the room wants to go first on that you know, popcorn style before I say what I want to say with this platform's?
10: Equal. Equal, you there? <laughs> I like how you said that. It's so nice.
1: She might be multitasking. I was trying oh. to share it to the
10: hallway, and then my kid just put her bottle in my, my coffee. Oh my oh, gosh, mom
1: life, I love it. <laughs>
10: <laughs> Sorry, what was the question?
0: the question was in the chat um rachel asked a question and asked which paid platform or advertising platform worked best for you facebook google pinterest what would you recommend for local business
10: well for our clients it really depends on where their audience is um so i mean we tend to do more google just because um we're you know we're more um we specialize in seo and so Um, But it just, again, it depends on where your audience is. It depends on where you've already put the work in, Um, you know, um, where you've already got traction. Um, Some people have a ton of followers on Instagram, but they have none on Facebook or they have no Facebook groups or they don't have good, you know, so I think it really depends on where your audience is and what you've already accomplished as far as an audience.
1: And she owns a cupcake shop, if that helps add any context.
4: Oh, that does
10: help. I would say local. I would say Google Ads. I mean, you want people to walk in the store and pick up, unless you're mailing them
9: a lot.
0: Hmm. Okay. Great, great, great answer. You got me thinking, guys. You really got me thinking in this room. And this is what I'm going to say, because I want to touch on those three platforms that you just asked about. Because if you ask about those three platforms, it means that you're probably thinking about those three or you've used them before, you're planning to. So I'm going to break it down for you. And this is also for anyone in the room who's listening as well. Facebook ads. I cringe when I hear Facebook ads because of this. Facebook, back in the day, I'll I'll go back 10 years, 2012. Facebook ads were popping. Like you'd run a Facebook ad, you get what you're looking for. Boom, it's right there. There was no iOS update or this kind of things that are, you know, involving the the platform or changing the algorithm. Those things were non-existent at the time. So you were getting more organic feedback. You know, when you make a post on Facebook, you get a million views, you get a thousand views. That's organic traffic. That's great. When you spend money on ads, the competition was not as much. And of course, when you think about the economy, you know, 2012 to 2022, you can know, of course, that there's going to be more things to pay for. It's not going to be the same cost because it's a different time. So it doesn't really change much, but here's the thing that really changes everything is this. When you run a Facebook or Instagram ad, because Facebook and Instagram are together in a way, when you run a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad and it's for your business, right? Just like Ryan said, you won't get direct sales from Instagram ads. You're going to get brand awareness. And if you're looking for brand awareness, that's a great place to start. So if your goal objective is to, you know, send more messages or maybe get more leads or get more website visits, great. But you're not going to get a conversion on Instagram. Some people do, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not possible. It is possible, but the chances of you getting that are so slim and this is why it's so slim the people that are on instagram are not they're not they're not preconditioned to to make a purchase they're going there for engagement they're going there for community involvement they're going there to learn something they're going there for updates or what their friends are doing you know what the community is doing you know what the news is saying that's what they're going for first they're not really going there to spend money like verbatim so if you're trying to get brand awareness and you're trying to you know, tell people here, here's our shop, come to our location, great. I wouldn't say use Instagram or Facebook for ads because if you use Facebook or Instagram for advertising, I would use it for lead generation and traffic, but I will not use it for conversions because if I'm using it for conversions then, and especially if I'm a product-based business, it's gonna be hard. Some people, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that it's not possible. It's very possible to get ads running and you're making sales day by day with Facebook. It's possible. People sell courses, people sell products, but you want to be where people have that search intent first. And people don't go on Instagram and the first thing they type is local shop near me or they don't, they type restaurant near me. They will not type that. Even though Instagram has a great feature now, you know, with the whole. Snapchat look like thing. I don't want to go too much into detail on that, but you can see much more because it's a discovery app. You know, People like to be there for discovery. So if you're going there to make a sale and you're running an ad to make a sale, I would say you're going there to get a lead. Because if somebody sees your ad and sends you a message and says, hey, I love your ad, Um, what do you do? Then you start a conversation and then you give them your email. And before you know it, you're in business. Now, that is completely different from Sending somebody somewhere and they making the decision to leave their email address without talking to you and also making a purchase without talking to you. Because if you're using Google ads, just like Ikwa said, Google ads work really well. And if you're a local business, I would say Google business profile ads do well as well because you have a Google business profile. And if you have your products listed, if you have your FAQ listed, if you have links to your website as posts, if you're doing things correctly SEO-wise, you can really go far with that. I don't want to go too much into detail, but feel free to click the link in this room and tap and connect or just click on the Calendly option so you can book a marketing strategy call with me and we can talk about it because in those conversations, we really go deep and that we were able to solve the problem because I can't solve a problem on Clubhouse, but I can solve the problem in a couple of months if we work together. So this is for anyone in the room as well. Now, Pinterest is very, very, very important. Now, people say Pinterest does not Help them, it's not the best. I stand to disagree because Pinterest ads is where you want to be. This is why. Number one, there are not so many Pinterest business accounts compared to TikTok business accounts, Instagram business accounts, and Facebook business accounts. Now, that also tells you that because there's a low number or a low percentage in business accounts on Pinterest, it tells you that there's low competition. I did a study. This was earlier this year, and I wanted to just use this case study just so I can also show you what I mean. On Facebook, I ran an ad, right? I just said, let me spend, let me spend, how much did I spend? I think I spent 150 Yeah, I spent $150 in a month, you know, just to see what happens, right? That's pretty much $5 a day. Now, I spend the same amount on Pinterest, right? So I'm typically spending $300 a month on advertising just to test. I'm not looking for sales. I'm not trying to buy sell anybody anything. I'm sending them somewhere, and I'm trying to figure out what the problem is. Now, when I did that, after the month was up, and for Pinterest, this is just a quick pro tip because I also connect with people that work at Pinterest and I've had some calls with them on Google meet and it's been very exciting to, you know, discuss with them. And this is what they say. I'm just echoing what they've told me so that you also know what they do. You know, they said that when you're running an ad on Pinterest, you want to be able to look at the ad after seven days and then look at it again after 14 days. And most times people set a budget. They're like, Oh, is, what's my daily budget. What's my lifetime budget on Pinterest it's good for you not to set a lifetime budget. In other words, don't put a cap on the date that you're going to stop the ad. Why? Because the algorithm knows that, okay, today is August 11th. By August 21st, you're going to stop this ad. So by August 19th, 20th, I'm not going to use as much money or whatever is remaining. I'm just going to push it to the algorithm and that's that's what it is. Now, if you turn... This is a pro tip for you guys. This is something people pay for, but I'm just giving you a a quick glimpse of what to do. If you're running an ad on Pinterest, do not put a a set end date because you can easily turn it off when you want to turn it off. You don't have to set an end date because when you're setting an end date, you're telling the algorithm that I'm about to stop spending money, so I'm not going to be a priority in a couple of days, in other words. So if you're sending people to your... Pinterest platform, right? Because on Pinterest, there are about 1 billion searches per day. On Google, there are 3.5 billion searches per day. So if you're going to do 3.5 plus 1, that's 4.5 billion searches per day. I would go ahead and run an ad on Pinterest, right? And that Pinterest ad is going to send people to my website. That is going to give Google signal traffic that I have something organic on Google that can be able to send traffic to my website. So what am I doing? I'm literally killing five birds with one stone, not even two. I know that's a bad saying. I don't even know who brought that up, but you get my point. Whereby you are knocking down all the walls and at the same time you're seeing traffic increase. You're actually seeing a boost in your traffic because when you run an ad on Pinterest, this is what I came to discover. With the same budget I told you just a few seconds ago, I noticed that, for me on on Facebook, I was spending $1.50 per lead or per acquisition. On Pinterest, I was spending between 30 to 50 cents. Now, imagine that dollar that I've spent on Facebook. If I brought that dollar to Pinterest, I would be making much more because I'm spending less to make more. Now, on Pinterest, there's something called paid and earned media. There's no other platform that does this than Pinterest because Pinterest is not even a social media platform. It's a visual search engine. It stands next to Google. It stands next to Yandex. It stands next to YouTube. It stands next to Bing. These are platforms that are search engine platforms. They're not social media platforms. So I'm typically doing a social media platform versus a search engine, in other words. And if you run an ad on Pinterest, and let's say you're sending them to your recipe book, or you're sending them to a blog on your website and you're pushing traffic there. Now, you're gonna get a lot of page views. You're gonna get a lot of boost traffic. You're going to get a lot of reduced bounce rates because you have a lot of watch time. And that is gonna send signals to Google that people are spending time. So even if you stop running this ad from now and you say, okay, I'm done, I wanna turn it off. As soon as you turn off this ad, what's gonna happen is this you're gonna get something called earned media. You've paid for it, but now you're gonna earn it. And how do you earn it? You're earning it because the people who saw your ad saved this pin. And the people who saved this pin saved it for later. Now, I always give a contrast between these two. Why is it that on Instagram, when you see the number of saves, you're excited because they say that saves is the most important thing on on Instagram now than likes, which I I agree. But here's the thing, Instagram, you can get 20 saves, but you will not know where they saved it to. You don't know the name of the collection. You don't know the name of the board. You don't know the name of the file. You don't know where they saved it to. All you know is that you have 20 saves on Pinterest. If you have 20 saves, that is another way of telling yourself that you know what their audience is, you know what they like, because Instagram saves are internal. Pinterest saves are external. In other words, you won't see what where they save their the the pin to or I would because we Instagram, the post. You won't see the post that they or the, the place that they saved it to on your saved account. But on Pinterest, you can see where they saved it to and what the name of that board is. So if I run an ad and this ad is on home decor, for example. And I'm running it on Facebook. I'm running it on Pinterest. And then on on Instagram, Facebook, Instagram, you get an ad and you're like, oh, I got 10,000 impressions. I got 8,000 reaches. I got 141 clicks. And I got two signups. On Pinterest, if I have 100 saves, I'm going to look at each and every one of those saves and see someone saved this to home decor inspiration. Someone saved this to decor ideas. Someone saved this to living room. Someone saved this to home ideas. Now it tells me, okay, there are people who are trying to build their living room. There are people who are trying to build their home. There are people who are investing in you know, decor. Now that helps me to know when I run an ad the next time, and I'll, and I'll actually say this in the ad, are you looking to spice up your living room? Are you looking to spice up your bedroom? Here are some home decor ideas. Because I have seen the name of the board that they saved it to, it gives me a, a targeted keyword to know how to optimize and convert my audience later on. Because what you're doing is on Pinterest, there are two ways of advertising. You're either finding new customers or you're retargeting visitors. And before you even run an ad on Pinterest, you need to make sure that you've connected something called a tag to your Pinterest, uh, to your website. In other words, on Facebook, there's the way you have a Facebook pixel, Pinterest has something called a tag manager. The same way on Facebook, you have lookalike audiences. On Instagram, as well, lookalike audiences. On Pinterest, it's called actor-like audiences and then pinterest has a taste graph consisting of two things interests and keywords so you can literally rank your page on google search using pinterest ads and literally knocking things out at the same time because now you know okay what are their interests I'm spending 30 cents on somebody who likes quotes. I'm spending 70 cents on someone who likes home decor ideas. Now I know, okay, if I've had 10 interests and only people in this ad, they've only liked five interests, I'm going to knock out the other five after 14 days and then leave it with the rest of the five that remained and then spend more money on those platforms so I can be able to optimize further. So to answer your question, I know I was a little long winded, but using Pinterest for advertising is the best way to go because you spend less money, you earn more, both in media and also in paid traffic, because you're able to optimize that further. With Google, if you run an ad on Google, that's great. And most times when people are running ads on Google, they don't even, you don't even click on the first three options, you bypass it, but that's display advertising for some. But there are ways you can be able to use Google advertising if you use Google AdSense, for example, or you use a platform like Mediavine or Ezoic, that's just another topic for another day. But you want to make sure that you're running ads that are giving you money back and your ROI is positive, not negative. So I hope that answered your question, Rachel. I wanted to just give you all those platforms and tell you exactly what those things are so you can be able to make a very informed decision. But if you want more information, feel free to click this link in this room so you can be able to connect with me. And then you can book a call and we can talk about it at length. So I hope that answered your question. Celeste so and Equa, do you have anything to add on to what I said? Because I know this is very heavy on advertising today
1: um so i have a thought that will hopefully trigger some more thoughts from people in the audience um so rachel i really like your question because um i know you're a local product-based business um so i can't actually like direct questions um if you want to respond in the chat you can but i didn't see so first of all i do want to say that you are over on instagram killing the game i don't know if y'all looked at her instagram but I followed her because, number one, those cupcakes look amazing. Um, but, equal, I heard you kind of bring this up. Um, I don't see where you have, like, e um strategy. So I'm assuming that you don't, like, ship your products. Um, I didn't see, like, any recipe cards or anything like that. And I think that is something that most people need to evaluate um, when you are looking at these different platforms. So I really like Pinterest, Instagram, and all that. But like Favour mentioned, search intent is completely different in those spaces versus Google. And so in this instance, I'm gonna double down on Equad's answer that Google is where it's gonna be at for you if you are looking for foot traffic, like in-person traffic. These other platforms, they work great, but for me, that's gonna come when you have a good e-comm strategy. So when you start shipping your products, when you sell recipe cards, stuff like that, um, digital products, All those things work really, really great on, um, like social media ads and stuff like that. Um, but however, before you go, and especially if you're going to (laughs) pay for a Google ad, I would highly recommend at least booking a consult call with someone. It's not me, because I don't specialize in that. I know Equa, she, um, definitely has an agency that is so good. I would recommend that. Favor, do you help people with paid ads? I don't know if we talked about that.
0: Yes, I do. I help people pay that support. That's true.
1: So either the left or the right would be a great option. Um, but I've seen a lot of people lose money so fast using, especially Google Ads, because they didn't set them up correctly or just didn't understand the strategy behind it. So I just wanted to add that in. But Rachel, thank you again for answering that question. And please, um, come back if you do take any of this advice and it works for you. We'd love to hear. So that's all. Pass it back to you, favor.
0: Thank you so much, Celeste. I appreciate it. And I also saw the comment by Melissa. Uh I appreciate your, you know, your feedback on the Pinterest breakdown. I know Pinterest can be so daunting, especially when you don't know how to use it, but I'm so glad I was able to break it down the way I did. So that you at least you have an idea of what it does. And just to you know, to back up what I said with Pinterest, um, I do have a master class that I literally went through my ads account on Pinterest, and this is available for you in the Pinterest marketing course. You can even type in Pinterest marketing course on Google search, and you'll find my Pinterest marketing course there on page one. Or if you want to get it faster, you can click the link in this room and then tap on connect and also join the membership because the membership closes enrollment on August 15th. That's the by the end of pretty much by next week, Monday. I think the 15th is Monday next week, if I'm not wrong. So that is what I've been able to do. And a lot of people have have gained from this because I go into advertising very specifically and I show you exactly what to do with your keywords, what to do with your interests. because why I love Pinterest so much is that it's a hybrid. It's both organic and paid and if you do it correctly you can earn both and i don't see a lot of people using advertising strategies on pinterest the way they would for example let's say if rachel has an ad about cupcakes for example i'm going to type on on pinterest search i'm going to type in cupcakes to cook or cupcakes to bake or cupcakes to make and however i type it whether it's right or wrong something is gonna show up because there's something called a long-tail keyword. And now in that long-tail keyword phrasing, I usually use the ABC method. So I'll type in cupcake A, cupcake B, cupcake C. I'll probably get cupcake aesthetics or cupcake book or cupcake um, anything. I'm just being very hypothetical with the with the explanation. But my point that I'm driving to this is that when you now run up an ad on on Pinterest and you're reaching out to new people These people are going to feel connected to you in one way or the other. And before they buy anything from you, you have to educate them. That's why Pinterest is an inspirational platform. And I go deeper into it. There's this platform that I discovered. I'm not going to name the the name of the software because if I do, that's just going to be bad. So this platform, I go deep into it. And it actually gives you real-time information of pins out there organically that you can go against and get their hex code, get their hashtags, get what city they're located in. Literally it's out it's a platform that's outside Pinterest that partnered with Pinterest. And I and I bought the the plan. It's a lifetime deal, so I don't have to pay all the time. But it's a platform that I've talked about in the membership and people in the membership have access to it so they can also see how to use it for themselves because when you're in that industry, when you hear use bright colors, there are so many bright colors. So which one do I use? So we get to literally filter down and see which color is doing better. You could be one shade away from blue that can change your whole strategy. You can be one shade away from yellow, one shade away from red that can change everything. So it's very important to think about those things and know exactly how you can be able to break those things down and have the best successful business strategies for your brand as a whole. So this question that we've talked about today, organic advertising versus paid advertising, what's better? The answer is, drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. The answer is, it depends. (laughs) So it depends on where you want to prioritize because none is better than the other, but they both work together so well. So if you want to have a long-standing business, if you want to have a business that you can operate for three years, for five years, for seven years, turn into an IPO if you want to, that is that is also known as initial public offering for those who don't know what an IPO is, or just going public, just to make things simpler. You want to make sure that as you're doing this as a business, you want to stay sustainable. Not every business that started in the first month is going to make it to their first year. So you want to make sure that if you're thinking about organic advertising, do it the right way. There's a platform I know where you can actually, and it's one of these delivery services that you can actually be able to do some type of door-to-door advertising if you're within the United States. And you can easily be able to make a lot of sales by just looking at the zip codes. It has a whole map. Look at the zip codes. You get to see the household income. You look at your cost per acquisition. You ask yourself, if I send this piece of you know, content to their mail, will they be able to buy from me? Are they the kind of people that look into it? If you go to homefacts.com, for example, you can be able to look at your, your surroundings within the U.S., look at the average value, look at the home value. I use that as well when I was looking for apartments. This was years ago. I used to use that platform to know exactly where I can be able to you know, be in within the city and know exactly what kind of place it is because when you're in a place that has a school zone, it says a lot about where you live. If you live next to the city, it says a lot about where you live. If you live next to the airport, it tells you about where you live. So there are so many things you have to factor in. And if your audiences are within that local sphere, you need to know what zip codes, what counties, what works best for your business because you could be one county away from getting to your conversions, but you need to know how to find them, but you have to test. Paid advertising is great too, and you want to make sure that you're doing both so that you're not losing out on the paid and you're not also losing out on the organic as well. So this has been very, very helpful, and I'm so excited that we're able to have this room. 336 people have come into this room today, and I really appreciate each and every one of you that has been able to join us today. So before we go, I wanted to ask if Celeste has anything, final remarks she wants to make and equal as well, if there's anything you have going on this week, today, tomorrow, Let us know and you can be able to, you know, pin up the link if you want to, you know, switch the link before I switch it back before we close. But feel free to do anything that you want to do right now and just let us know where we can find you and connect with you. So we'll start off with Celeste and then we'll go to Equa before I come back and wrap up.
1: Ah, this was a great, really thorough conversation. It didn't go how I wanted, Favor. I wanted some spice, but it's okay. <laughs> Next time. But speaking of spice, I'm gonna, you know, just say yeah, this is great. Pavers is organic, but organic is still king, y'all. Like, I'm sorry. Um, but anyhow, you can find me definitely on Clubhouse. Um, I love being in Favors' rooms. So if you follow him, you'll usually find me. And also, you can connect with me on celestewilliams.com. And I will pass it over to you, Iqua.
10: Hey, hey. Well, thank you so much. I always love chatting with you two. And the rest of the folks that were here, I I'd such a Honor to be with you guys. You guys are brilliant. Um, I was um, looking at uh, Favors Mastermind class because I definitely can learn more from you about Pinterest. So I'm really excited about that. As far as me, um, I have a DIY SEO toolkit. It's in my bio, like and follow. Um, We're going to be having a, a beta course coming up that is for people that can't afford to have someone build their website. So we're going to walk you through all the steps and give you all the templates um, about what you need and the recipe of what you need on your website to get conversion. So that's going to be happening and we're only going to be taking 10 people. So um, definitely if you want to know about that intensive, um, just DM me intensive and I will get you the information and uh, thank you again. And always a great room. That's a game changer. I
1: love that. I just to say that.
0: You're killing it, Ikoa. Thank you so much for being in this room. And I'm excited. I'm really excited for what you're working on. And when I hear 10 people, that already tells me it's about to be intense because you don't want too many people in the room either. So I know that's going to be an amazing conversation as well. Guys, this has been great. You know, I really appreciate you guys for being in the room. I've just changed the link um, real quickly so that you guys can have access to this. I said earlier that if you want to find my Pinterest marketing course, you can Google it right now or click the link, which is going to make it even easier for you. And when you tap on this, you can be able to either choose, you can start your free trial today, or you can be able to start increasing your sales. You have two of those options, or you can scroll down, read the newsletters we have, the news articles that we have about Pinterest There's one about Pinterest versus Instagram, so you can learn about it if you're trying to figure out which one is better for you, because I don't just sell things. I have to make sure that you understand what you're buying, because I want you to have an informed decision before you make an informed purchase. So I want you to have that under your belt and make sure that you have that in before you even come on board, because once you join the course, once you get into the course, even if you start the free trial today we're still going to get you onto a call. We're going to have an onboarding call, and that'll be a virtual coffee session where we're going to talk about what your goals are, understand your burning questions, and answer all those things that you need, so that when you're in the course and you look at all the products, all the resources that are there and available for you, you can be able to start learning today. And I love the way that I was able to put this Pinterest course together, because I did research before I launched it, and I did this launch back in, in March of last year, and I've been updating it ever since then, because there's some things that you'll see there that I've not talked about here that you'll take home and you'll be like, oh, okay, now I see how to structure my keywords. Now I know where to place my keywords. Now I know exactly where my audience is. Now I know I'm ready to you know spend money on advertising. You can spend as low as $1 a day on Pinterest and get so much back in return. So it's not about how much you invest or how much you spend. It's where you're spending it and how well you're doing it. So I just want to make sure that you have that, you know, in mind so that you can also think about the decisions that you want for your business going forward. So you can either start as a free trial or, you know, start off with a paid version. And either one of those two is fine with me. And just feel free to connect because we can always have a good conversation after that. So with that said, Thank you all so much for joining today's conversation. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The replays are going to be on. I'm going to leave it on for some time because I know some people are definitely going to benefit from the discussion, especially what was said today in the room. We had amazing moderators and people who really left some great information. So I appreciate each and every one of you. Have yourselves a wonderful Thursday. Take care. God bless you guys, and I'll catch you guys soon. Bye for now.